Today, we look ahead at the prospects of the young players remaining in Islanders camp and whether or not they can make the team. Plus, we look ahead to tonight's preseason game in Philadelphia against the Flyers. That and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got plenty to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment about something we discussed, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future show, feel free to send us an email. The email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that is on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp and all the way through the regular season. Again, we are back to five shows a week now, Monday through Friday, and we are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this Islanders roster and who's still there because one player who has been surprising a lot of people thus far in the preseason for the Islanders has been Simon Holmstrom. And Holmstrom is one of those players that sort of got overlooked, you know, coming into the preseason. Everybody was talking about two of the Islanders' young prospects more than anybody, and obviously that was Atu Ratu and William Dufour. And that duo... Uh, you know, both of them, you know, Ratu had a very good bounce-back season after the disappointing year uh, prior to the draft, and Dufour was just, you know, MVP of the Quebec Junior League. He, his team won the Memorial Cup. He, he really was outstanding also at the World Juniors. So overall, those are the guys getting the most attention, and yet, Uh, It's been Simon Holmstrom, I think, more than anybody who has surprised people this year in training camp with the way he has played 
for the New York Islanders. Now, in case you were wondering about Holmstrom, he's a big kid, 6'2", 205. He was the Islanders' first pick back in 2019 with the 23rd overall pick. And, you know, he spent some time in Sweden, came over for the first time in 2019-2020, played with Bridgeport there, kind of struggled to find himself, had eight goals, 15 points, in 46 games, split 2020-2021 between uh, Sweden and the Bridgeport, then Sound Tigers, now the Bridgeport Islanders, and again, only had seven points in 24 games, four of them being goals. He was a minus 15 in 46 games in 2019-2020, and a minus 14 in 24 games in 2020-2021. Last season was his third year in North America with the Bridgeport Islanders, and he had career highs across the board with 12 goals, 43 points uh, in 68 games, and he was a plus three. More importantly, perhaps, uh, Holmstrom had three goals and four points in the Bridgeport Islanders' six playoff games. And, you know, he's had some experience at the World Juniors back in 2021. Five assists in five games representing Sweden at that tournament. So uh, Holmstrom, uh, again, those bigger players, when you're talking about a guy who's six foot two, 205, those bigger guys usually take a little bit longer to reach the NHL, to mature. Uh, it really becomes a, a question of putting on enough muscle to match the frame and then battle against some of the, you know, more physically mature, older players who are going to be playing in the NHL compared to what you see at juniors or even in the AHL. So right now, uh, Holmstrom has just been playing very well. Lane Lambert saying after the uh, Islanders' first preseason game, I liked him. I thought he made some plays. He looked comfortable and poised. I thought he looked pretty good tonight. He was one of our better players. And they had him on a line with Matthew Barzal and Zach Parise. And I think it's interesting because that trio... Uh, out of those three, I think that Holmstrom would most likely be the goal scorer uh, of that trio. Maybe Parise a little bit as well. And Barzi more the setup man. Parise could dig pucks out of the corners. It wouldn't be a bad trio, all things considered. Uh, but again, the problem with Holmstrom, he is considered a prospect. He is a guy who really... Uh, is expected to eventually uh, get to the next level, but it, it really becomes a question of him getting uh, physically and mentally mature. And I think we saw that there is a difference between the Simon Holmstrom we saw last year and the Simon Holmstrom we saw this year. And here's what, you know, Zach Parise said, it's a lot of improvement this year. He seems a bit stronger on the puck. He always had the on-ice, heads-up, making good plays awareness out there. So that's never been a part of his game that's been lacking. 
He just looks like he's more comfortable with the puck, making good plays, and holds onto it really well. Holmstrom added, I got better for sure. We've only practiced two or three times together, talking about that line with Parise uh, and Barzal. Uh, So hopefully it's getting better and we get more chances together. Overall, uh, the arrow definitely pointing up for Simon Holmstrom. And the thing is, where would he fit into this lineup? I think if Holmstrom makes the team and I'd still consider him a bit of a long shot, the guys he might replace, uh, if anyone, would be either Kiefer Bellows or Oliver Wallstrom. Uh, I mean, that those are the two most logical guys that he would be battling for as far as a roster spot is concerned. Holmstrom, definitely somebody to keep an eye on uh, if he continues to play well here for the Islanders in the preseason. And uh, look, the regular season now less than 10 days away. So uh, decision time coming soon. My personal prediction, I think Holmstrom starts the year in Bridgeport, but he may very well be one of the first players called up if and when injuries strike. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We'll take a look ahead to tonight's game against the Flyers. Plus, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the younger players uh, in addition to Simon Holmstrom, your Atu Ratus and your William Dufours, how they've looked in the preseason so far and in training camp. We've got all that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, like all Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. It has all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories per bar, but they pack a whopping 15 grams of protein. And what's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, whether you need it for a snack, for your workout, a late-night treat, or just to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar. They taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. So, again... Atu Ratu and uh, William Dufour, two other players, young prospects, highly regarded by the Islanders organization. But again, we've already heard Lou Lamarillo say, even before training camp started, he doesn't think these two guys are ready. And I think we're seeing more. I think Dufour seems to be skating a little bit better this year so far in preseason and in training camp than he has before. Uh, I I think he has the ability eventually to get into the NHL, but I still think 
at this point, 20 years old, won't be 21 until late January. Again, another big guy, 6'2", 215. He, I think, is going to be a solid NHL player. But knowing Lula Amorello and knowing the Islanders organization, they're not going to rush this kid. And if you think back to some of the players the Islanders did rush in the past, Josh Bailey being one, Nino Niederreiter being another, uh, maybe I would almost rather that this team wait half a year or a year longer than maybe is necessary than that they rush Dufour into the NHL too soon. As for Atu Ratu, again, great awareness. I like the way he sees the ice. I think he has a lot to offer this team as a second-line center. I think that's where he's most likely to end up uh, by the time he matures and makes the team. I, I think that for all three of these players that we have talked about, whether it is Holmstrom or Dufour or Aturatu, that, you know, they're probably all going to be candidates to start the season in Bridgeport, but most likely be among the first players. If a forward gets hurt, if it's a center, you go with Aturatu, a Holmstrom, uh, if it's a wing, or you, you have Dufour, you know, regardless of how that plays out, somebody gets hurt, these are the guys you're going to be calling up first to take over and come in and give you two, three, four games, one game, whatever whatever it is due to injury, and to uh, to basically fill in. And once you're up and you start to play well, uh, you know, the sky is the limit. You can earn that spot. But here's the thing about all three of these players, and it's not easy for fans and even media members sometimes to realize. That is this. You could see these three kids on the ice making outstanding plays, making good passes. Yeah, they got a heavy shot. They can get rid of it quickly. They can skate well. Whatever it is, you know, you, you the talent is visible. But the difference between a player who makes the Islanders and starts the season either in juniors or for these three players with the Bridgeport Islanders is primarily the fact, uh, not what they do when they have the puck or even when the puck is in the offensive zone. So many guys who are, especially those who are drafted in round one, round two, they're going to be able to get pucks on the net and skate pretty well and shoot and all of those skills. They wouldn't be drafted that high if they didn't have the ability to do that. But the key for these guys, especially in the system that first Barry trots and now Lane Lambert is most likely going to play, even if Lambert tweaks it a little bit, what do they do when they don't have the puck? Do they back check? Do they pick up their man through the neutral zone? Do they play sound positional defense? Are they getting open when their teammates have the puck? Are they, uh, you know, doing the little things that if you're not watching coaches film, you can't always even see on the ice? Uh you know, so often you're watching a hockey game 
you see a player, you know, on the other team skating down the wing and scoring a goal, and the defenseman is slow to get to the spot, and you say, oh, my gosh, that defenseman blew it. He didn't pick up his guy. Well, if you were watching the coach's film, the problem wasn't necessarily the defenseman. The defenseman was covering for a forward who didn't pick up his his man on the transition. And all of a sudden, instead of coming in not at all or coming in without a lot of speed and momentum, the opposing wing is dashing down the, the right side and, and sets up a, a quick scoring opportunity where the defenseman is, you know, one step behind because of the speed and wasn't expecting that player to be in that position. So a lot of this is what these guys do without the puck rather than what they do with it. It's not the stuff that always shows up during a TV broadcast, but it is vital, especially in the system that the Islanders play for them to do those things right. And the the key to that is being coachable, It is being physical when you need to be physical. It is being positionally sound. There is a maturity level. And I think one of the reasons that young players in the Islanders organization as of late have been not given a lot of latitude and and have the Islanders have been sort of bad and slow at developing them, it takes maturity to to make sacrifices in hockey. A young, immature player wants to score all the goals he can, and if we lose 6-5, but I score four goals, they're happy. A mature hockey player says, if I score one goal, but we win 3-1, to one, and I play solid all-around hockey and contribute to the team win, that's ideal. And, you know, one thing I could tell you, there were players in the NHL, if you go back to the Islanders' dynasty years, four straight Stanley Cups, all, all the accolades, five straight Stanley Cup finals, Hall of Famers left and right. There are players on those teams who could have put up better numbers uh, if they were in a run-and-gun kind of a uh, team that allowed them, you know, to, to score more often or... Uh, players who were on the second or third line with the Islanders, who could have been first or second line players with a team that wasn't as good and didn't play that kind of defense. But they put aside their individual numbers for the better good of the team. And that is required in the Islander system. And it is something that Young players sometimes are slow to adjust to and slow to, to, to do in game situations. And that is part of what holds them back from getting into the Islanders lineup. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. A great Islander, former number one pick who excelled in the 80s and 90s for this team. So let's see if you can guess who that is, and we'll talk a little bit about tonight's preseason game in Philadelphia. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Monday was the 59th birthday of former Islanders winger 
Pat Flatley. Flatley, first round pick of the Islanders back in 1982 after a couple of solid years at the University of Wisconsin. Played for the Canadian Olympic team in 1984 and joined the Islanders after that Olympic year was over. The native of Toronto, Ontario had uh, nine points in 16 games with the Islanders at the end of the 83-84 season and then in the playoffs that year when the Islanders went to the Stanley Cup final but lost to the Edmonton Oilers. Flatley was outstanding. Nine goals, 15 points in 21 playoff games. And you know, he he had a 20-goal season his first year with the Islanders, had another, a first full year, another 20-goal season in 1990-91. And, you know, he would give you 45, 50, 55 points in a season. His high was 60 in 92-93 when he had 13 goals and 47 assists. But he was also physical, and he was a great part of the Islanders community. Those of you who... who remember uh, an in-between periods feature on Islanders games where it would be uh, Pat Flatley and Glenn Healy called Heels and Flats. I think that dates to the early 1990s. Uh, They had some great funny segments in between periods uh, on Islanders broadcasts back in the day, and it was great. Uh, Flatley finished his career. He's with the Islanders through the 95-96 season and then had one year as a New York Ranger in 96-97. It was never natural to see Pat Flatley in a Rangers jersey. For his career, 780 NHL games, 170 goals, 510 points, 686 penalty minutes, add 70 playoff games, 18 goals, 33 points in that Uh, All the goals and points came as an Islander, 11 games with the Rangers in that 1997 playoff run that they had. We go back and look at one of the best games Pat Flatley played with the Islanders. We take you to the old Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto, November 6th, 1985. Billy Smith, the goalie for your New York Islanders, going up against Don Edwards for Toronto. And the Leafs got on the board almost immediately. Greg Terrion, his fourth, from Gary McAdam and Jim Benning at 102-1-0 Toronto. Terrion scores again at the 10:52 mark, his second of the game, fifth of the season. Bob McGill and Gary McAdam with the helpers. Isles trailing early 2-0. But Tom Fergus of Toronto heads off for hooking at 14:45, And our Islanders' birthday of the day, Pat Flatley cashes in. Flats his third from Dennis Potvan and Dwayne Sutter at 15:04. After one period, it's 2-1. Islanders down by a goal. In the second, Flatley continues his extraordinary day. He scores his fourth from John Tonelli and Brian Trottier. This is an even-strength goal at 12:33, and that evens the game at 2-2. Two and two. Then Rick Vave goes off for high sticking at 15:28, and Flatley completes the hat trick, his third of the game, fifth of the year. Trottier and Tonelli again with the helpers. Isles up by a goal, but that lead doesn't last. Just a minute, 20 seconds later, Brad Maxwell gets his first of the year from Dan Dau at 17.02, and we're even at three apiece. But Pat Flatley isn't done yet. His fourth of the game, sixth of the year from John Tonelli at 19.19, and the Islanders lead 4-3 to three after two 
periods. In the third, Neil Coulter goes off for hooking for the Islanders. Toronto gets that power play, and they cash in. Brad Maxwell, his second of the game and second of the year. Miroslav Freecher and Peter Inacek with the helpers at 944. We are all even at 4-4, four and four, but Pat LaFontaine gets the game winner at 14.03 and will give an assist to our Islanders' birthday of the day, Pat Flatley. Islanders win it 5-4. to four. Billy Smith, 29 saves in this one. Islanders out shoot the uh, Maple Leafs 34-33. to 33. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Pat Flatley, four goals, one assist. He's a plus three, and he got the four goals on five shots. Pat Flatley, one of the all-time more popular Islanders, a steady performer for this team, from 1984 all the way to 1996, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Tonight, Islanders, Flyers, we expect to see uh, Ilya Sorokin in goal for the Islanders, and I expect he will go two periods just like uh, the Sunday night game saw Semyon Varlamov go two periods. Again, you're gradually building things up. The more important thing, I think, for the Islanders. You're still looking at defense pairings. I know we saw Mayfield and, and uh, Romanov as a pair. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, uh, on Sunday. So you want to see who those pairings are. You want to see who's in the running for that sixth defense spot. You want to see the young players do well. The power play has to keep clicking. And I want to see more than one or two goals in a game from this offense. It's a short road trip to Philly. Should be a good contest, and hopefully the Islanders, again, you got to see progress. That's what you want to see in the first period, uh, in the preseason, so that the team looks a lot more ready in the final preseason game than they did in the first. The line combinations are solidified. The defense pairings are solidified. The players get their stamina, and we see a better product once the season gets underway. Uh, we will bring you our key takeaways on the Thursday show, as uh, Wednesday is Yom Kippur. I have a show already uh, recorded, uh, and we have a great guest in Gary Harding, who's going to talk about uh, the Islanders' preseason and training camp so far, and break down his take on the offseason and all things New York Islanders. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. So stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.